the Pittsburgh Steelers have to be gearing up for something, right? There's no way that you make two big moves, have one roster spot left, and you're not ready to make a splash. Not in the Omar Khan era. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast today. We're talking about one final splash. The Pittsburgh Steelers have spent the last 48 hours or so somewhat clearing enough space for one final move. I know that the moves that they made also have implications for other reasons, and I think it's smart to touch on those as well. When it comes to the release of Akella Witherspoon, when you have a $5 million cap hit and you're looking at maybe the fourth roster spot on the outside, it just doesn't make financial sense. That cut was a long time coming. Akella Witherspoon shined for the Steelers at times and then struggled at others. He dealt with injuries last year, and that certainly didn't help his case. When you draft two rookie cornerbacks, two big explosive guys, there's kind of writing on the wall that chances are Akella Witherspoon was gone from the jump. I will say this. I think Akella Witherspoon kind of got the bad end of the deal when it comes to his outlook from Pittsburgh Steelers fans. There are a lot of people who say this guy isn't a good corner. I think he is a good corner. And I was told right from the jump on this show from Jose Sanchez that Akella Witherspoon is one of the best corners in the league when he's on, and he's one of the worst corners in the league when he's off. There were times where he was on and there were times where he was off, but I think if he had a steady, consistent role and didn't deal with injuries, there's a chance that he shows himself to be something in Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. The Steelers clear $4 million roughly, and they currently sit with $11.1 million in cap space. Now, they come back. Omar Khan makes a huge announcement on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to Donnie Droon for uh, texting me and telling me to watch the show when he appeared. Omar announces that Mitch Trubisky is signing a contract extension with the team. We now know it's a two-year contract extension that guarantees $8 million in year one. So the Steelers save $2 million in Mitch Trubisky's cap hit this season. So once that steps in and over the cap does not have that in there yet, they'll be at roughly $13.1 million available this season. They love to bring $10 million minimum into the year. There have been rumbles about a name signing or at least visiting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they have $3 million, give or take, to work with before OTAs and minicamp. And they have one roster spot left. The first name that comes to mind, obviously, is Quan Alexander. He came in for a visit to Pittsburgh. There has been no news since. It has been awfully quiet, too quiet. Quiet to the point where you're starting to worry whether or not something bad happened in the contract negotiations. If he just decided Pittsburgh wasn't it, if Mike Tomlin said that his role wasn't what he was looking for it to be in Pittsburgh, who knows? What we do know is that there has been no signing, but it still remains optimistic. It still remains a choice, an option for the Steelers. Quan Alexander would come in here. He'd be a pass coverage linebacker, one that the Steelers have desperately looked for for the last three or so years. He comes off a, a career that started only in 2015. So he's seven, eight years deep 
He has eight interceptions and 33 pass deflections in his career. The Steelers will take one interception a year from their inside linebacker group. It's been a long time since they've had somebody who could come up with a pick more than a spontaneous Robert Spillane picks off Lamar Jackson and takes it to the house moment every now and then. To have that reliable pass coverage inside linebacker is something that the Steelers have desperately wanted since the Ryan Shazier days and have struggled to find. They brought in Cole Holcomb. Many believe, including myself, that that will be the guy that's the field general, quote-unquote, for the Steelers this season and moving forward. Quan Alexander, at just 28 years old, could easily be another option to kind of be that pass coverage inside linebacker, work with Cole Holcomb, be on a cheap deal, and possibly be that second guy, the number two for the foreseeable future. If Holcomb is making roughly five, six million dollars a season over the next three years for the Pittsburgh Steelers, three million, three point five million feels just about right for Quan Alexander. Late in free agency, you're not looking for a starting role. You'll have an opportunity to win one in Pittsburgh. And for three point five, maybe three million dollars, it makes a lot of sense for both sides. Cheap for the Steelers, reliable for the Steelers, opportunity for Quan Alexander. Certainly an example, certainly someone that I believe should be first on that list who makes a lot of sense, makes all the sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The second one is a player who has had rumbles. There's been rumors, and I've heard these rumors multiple times throughout the offseason, especially early in free agency, that the Steelers could be linked to a name like Jadavion Clowney. Again. Just rumors. These are not reports. This is not something of substance. It is just rumors. But those rumbles have happened. Those words have been exchanged. I have been told by multiple people, again, not sources, not reports, but just talks, that Jadavion Clowney and the Steelers make a lot of sense and that some believe that he could end up in Pittsburgh, even though there are probably a lot of fans that are sitting there shaking their head going, do you remember what happened in Cleveland last year? Do you remember how that all went down? Do you remember the drama that he caused? Why would the Steelers want to bring that in? Why would they even consider it? I don't know that they would. I don't know that they'd even think about it. But I do know that the Steelers, they love to bulk up their defensive line. They could use another pass rusher. Jadavion Clowney is a proven commodity. He's not going to be expensive. At this point, maybe you consider it if you're thinking that's the direction you'd like to go. If you would like to have one more, man, this is a dominant defensive line no matter what moment, a key piece that I think you could put on the outside, but worst case scenario plays behind Jadavion or plays behind Larry Ogunjobi, and then you bounce to Marvin Leal outside. If that's your options, if that's your plan of thinking, the Steelers have a guy that I think is the best on the market. And you could go with Kyle Van Noy and you could talk about that. But I think Jadavion Clowney brings a different type of pass rusher to the Steelers. He's only 30 years old. Again, cheap. Somewhat of a guy that they were looking for in Bud Dupree. And I get it a different position. But somewhat of the same guy. A high character, easy to plug in play type of individual on the football field. 
I get that I said high character, and I don't know if I meant to say that or not, but a guy who has proven himself on the football field, again, I don't know if I would believe it if someone told it to me, and I don't know if I did believe it. I think at first my response was a little chuckle, and I know, okay. And then I got, oh, okay, well, you know, these are still talks. Why Why not? And then it hit a point where it was after the draft, and I said, there's no way they're going to keep talking, and these rumors are going to keep being out there. And then I heard it again. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, there's got to be something. There's got to be a reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only name outside of really like the Chicago Bears that I've heard linked to Jadavion Clowney. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's not. The final name is a name that fans have tossed out that I think makes a lot of sense because I'm not totally sold on the Steelers slot cornerback options. Uh, Chandon Sullivan, not a name that I'm banking on on being great. The film tells a very rough story. The PFF grades tell an even worse one. According to PFF, he's actually worse than Arthur Millette was last year, and that's very concerning because people are freaking out and losing their minds about how Arthur Millette wasn't an option for the Steelers and how he shouldn't have been here in the first place. Well, if that's your thought, you should be very concerned about what Chandon Sullivan plugs into that slot position instead. The other option right now, according to general manager Omar Khan, is Duke Dawson. A guy who has never panned out in the NFL, a former Florida Gator who shined in college, no doubt, hasn't done anything in the NFL but struggle. Hard to imagine that he comes in here and says, wow, this guy, he deserves that starting role. He's going to beat out everybody. You can make a move like Patrick Peterson to bump him into the slot. Again, not totally sold on that one. Some people have tossed out the name Trey Norwood possibly Corey Trice, I think makes some sense there, but you're going to put a seventh round rookie in the slot in day one. I just, I don't know. But the name that I do see that fits a lot that I think will be very cheap, very reliable coming off a three interception season and is just 31 years old is Bryce Callahan, former Denver Bronco, former Los Angeles charger, a guy who still has gas in the tank, who you could bring in for one season to be the guy in the slot Work Corey Trice and Chandon Sullivan and whoever else you want to try out there as the number two and see who clicks and see who fits, but have a starter who's a safety blanket, who's reliable, who's a veteran experienced player who has big moments and who has shined in this league. Why would you waste a position of such intense value and great value in the AFC North when teams like the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely roasted you in the slot last season when they put T. Higgins inside. Instead, you go out and you get a Bryce Callahan. You say, hey, let's just make it work cheap. Let's add another guy, whoever doesn't make it, because Duke Dawson isn't going to make the 53-man roster if he's not a starter. It's just how that works. Chandon Sullivan isn't going to make the 53-man roster if he's not a starter. That's just how that's going to work. You bring in a guy like Bryce Callahan, who's a guaranteed starter, and then you fill in the places behind it. It's not a wasted roster spot anymore. I kind of include Sullivan and Dawson as those quote-unquote wasted roster spots. A concerning number of spots for the Steelers. A concerning hole in the secondary for the Steelers. One that could be filled with a guy who, again, had three interceptions last season and looked pretty good playing for the Chargers a guy who's been reliable for a long time in the league, a guy who I think fits in well and isn't asking too much, won't be too expensive, and is only coming with a one-year price tag. 
You move on from there and you figure it out. I think it makes a lot of sense for a team who's ready to make a push, who has shown that they're ready to make some splash, and who has continued to say, and I agree with them, that they are chasing a Super Bowl, and I believe that their Super Bowl window is open. I'm just saying. The Steelers are ready for one more splash. They're showing all their cards about, hey, look, we're gearing up. We're ready for this. We're ready for that. Omar Khan tossing a little major nugget. I shouldn't even call it little. A major nugget on the Pat McAfee show to say, hey, look, we're even clearing more cap space, and we have our backup quarterback for a while. Something's coming. It's just a matter of who.